Coming to you from the weirdest city in the world, Austin, Texas. This is the Sports Buzz. With your host, Spencer Spillman. God damn it, man. I swear you guys whip on me 13 or 14 more times. I'm out of here. And his co-host, Zach Chandonet. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup! And of course, the extremely unqualified producer, Ballot. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know I'm doing it really, really well. Time to sit back, crack open a cold one, and enjoy the ride. Here's your host. Oh, I almost forgot. Our favorite expert, Chad Goodall. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Let's get this thing started. Cheers. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Sports Buzz, the podcast. We talk sports and get a buzz on. As always, that buzz is brought to you by the beautiful, the delicious Strangeland Brewery. Beer for every occasion. A beer for any occasion. A beer for all occasions. I'm struggling there. That one didn't want to open up. I got it, though. I got it. Though. I'm your host, Spencer Spillman. We got a almost full house in tonight. Uh, my co-host, Coach, sitting in next to me here. How's it going? It's going good. Got one of the two co-hosts here. Ballad, uh, thanks for being here pressing buttons. It's a pleasure to this podcast. Well, that was a struggle for you to be here, even though it is your house. Yes. But we really appreciate it. If you are listening, you're listening on SoundCloud and iTunes, please follow, subscribe, and give us some five-star reviews there on iTunes. Um, Domingo the Flamingo is here in the studio. As always, Lana is here in spirit. This is our amateur hour. Not really sure where we're going to go with this show. We're just going to kind of talk and figure some shit out. Um, so, hopefully it doesn't sound too bad. We'll try and uh, lighten the load. Maybe uh, give you guys some laughs, but uh, no promises. Why are you going to say that? Just make them think that we got all this shit planned out. Okay, we got a great, a great show, show. The, coming to you guys. Uh, amazing show. We're trying a new format this week. We'll edit yeah. that out, right? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll edit all that we'll out. We'll edit okay. that out. Um, all right, start over. <laughs> yeah. Thank you to our sponsors, Strangeland Brewery. Uh, the four-year anniversary party is coming up. Should be sometime at the end of this month. Uh, so stay tuned. Check out their social medias. Follow them on Twitter, at Strangeland Brew. Find them on Facebook. Follow our other sponsors. or You can follow them on Facebook, but uh, their website, mountainbreezecamp.com. Get your camping reservations in for the summer. Hopefully we'll have a good summer as far as water levels go, but uh, it's coming up on us pretty quick, boys and girls. Um, what is it? Spring break is in about a month, so uh, hopefully it's uh, time to get on the water and drink some strange lands and float the river, because uh, I can't wait to get back out on the water. Follow us on Twitter, at SportsBuzzTX, for all of uh, the bullshit that we post on there, which is usually just bullshit, but... Um, Entertaining, nonetheless. Let's get into show business. Uh, first things first, is everybody here? Um, if you listen to Pro Show, uh, you already know. Mr. Knows-It-All is not here. Uh, he just said he had too much work to do. So, um, 
Those vacuums don't sell themselves. That's right. That's right. They may clean your house by themselves. They don't sell themselves. We speculated. <laughs> could just be hungover or uh, in the doghouse from a weekend in Vegas. So, uh... He's in the doghouse. That's poor form by the ownership of that dog. I mean... The dog in Vegas should be celebrated. But... The owner of the dog is Danielle. And depending on how Chad's weekend in Vegas went... He was at a bachelor party, so things could have got wild. Just saying. It's for her not to know. Just speculating. By the way, I met the bachelor, and he is the worst type of gambler. Just like, he, I never saw him bet less than $100. I never saw that $100 last longer than like 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so Kevin didn't, didn't fare well. Uh, I, I didn't get the final numbers, but I can't imagine he left with anything but memories. Well, he's an engineer, so he's, he's got some, some decent money, I think. I'm not really sure. Decent money and zero strategy. Yeah. Well, we took a new strategy for our show bet this week. Yeah, we did. And I'll smoothly transition to that. That was a pretty good transition. We parlayed a couple games just to get the blood pumping. Earlier, we took a pick between... Virginia on the road at North Carolina turned out really well. Virginia won 69-61 on the road, so we hit on the first part. And then we took another road team, Kansas, going to TCU. Big basketball school. I don't know if you guys know about this. Big basketball school. Big basketball school. So big they printed t-shirts to say big basketball school. But we got a little juice on this one. Two and a half points uh, TCU favored by. So we took the points, and we, we got Kansas on the road. They, they struggle on the road, but TCU struggles against ranked opponents. So we'll see who can outlast this one. It is currently 33-32, Kansas. So we're looking all right, fellas. I feel great. I feel great about this game. feel great about this pick. And uh, looking forward to Coach giving us another parlay next week because you got to keep that streak up if you if you hit this right. That's true. I'm not going to say Good news I... is, if we blow it, you can blame me for it. I'm not going to say how I feel. I can and I will. Yeah, don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just go ahead and transition us to our next piece Let's of show move on business. to our next piece of show business, which is a beer update. You guys listened to the show last week that I didn't post, so doubtful. Uh, coach volunteered to go. <laughs> it's pick- hard to listen if it's not there. Yeah, well, you know, try harder. Uh, I, was, I was voluntold that well, I would be the only one available. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, physically, it's the only thing that made sense. <laughs> and uh, t- why don't you tell everyone how that went? Uh, well... <laughs> Austin got its first bit of uh, hail for the year, so I decided I wasn't going to drive down <laughs> through the hail. Hey, you know... Didn't you guys big, get a little snow? Big, There's no snow. Big surprise. Winter mix. Weather <laughs> kept Coach from getting to a commitment that he made to the podcast. Just uh, Look, I came through a drizzle tonight, so I feel like I made up for it being here to at least explain myself. But, uh, you know, once that water turns rock solid... You know I'm not driving in that. Oh well. Again, I'm uh, I'm keto now, so doesn't doesn't don't give a fuck about it. So, uh, <laughs> what does keto have to do with the weather? No, Absolutely it has everything nothing. to do with the beer because he doesn't give oh, a yeah. shit about the beer. Worthless. Yeah. Fair. Extremely worthless. I've, I've been saying that for months now. <laughs> That's, I, feel, uh, I feel like Darian's already forgot about us in the podcast altogether. She never even knew about it, but she <laughs> she she only knew for so long. And I, but I bet if you showed up, you're like, you know, um, we, we used to be here every week. 
We haven't been here in a month, but hey, we like some beer. It's like, we'll actually just take a keg, if that's okay with you guys. Yeah, just to catch up on everything. Just get this this whole thing prorated. Oh, and there we go. So our show bet just went to halftime. It's 37-37. So nice. Very good. We'll start fresh in the second half. Zero, zero. Good. I like it. Uh, show business. Uh, our shows are going to be shorter uh, now the football season's over. Yeah, they will. That's uh, If you listen to the pro show, it. you already know. We are under an hour by close to 10 minutes. So pretty solid. So that's good for everybody. Oh, it's great for oh, it's great for everybody. If it's good for me, it's great for everybody. Get that's, home earlier. People don't have to listen to us talk for so long. I don't have to eat dinner at eleven p.m. Yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> uh, what do we got next, Ballad? <laughs> uh, that's all I had written down. You so, had something uh, else that we teased, and now have nothing to show for. You know what? I do have something else. I just can't remember it. I'm sure it'll come up. It's an the ongoing show. trend from. <laughs> Relaying over from the pro show, I know I have more to talk about in the, the show tr- business. The trend is our transitions this week are pieces of show business that yeah. are brought to you throughout the show. <laughs> yeah, so we'll we'll get to them with, uh, throughout. But moving on to college basketball, I suppose. Yeah, let's uh, let's catch up on how we did last week. Um, as far as our picks went, you didn't. Oh, you shit, said I you didn't to press record. No, I'm just kidding. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I heard him hit the loud click on record, uh, so I was a little tentative on that. Um, just want to see if Coach would flip this table. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna be sad because that was probably our best like intro banter that we've had in a long time, and it was one of the better ones. Hey, we still have it. But <laughs> let's uh, let's see how we did last week on picks and touch on some of those games uh, as far as. Uh, the college basketball realm goes and maybe touch on some of the rankings as far as teams and conferences. So, uh, to start coach, you had a terrible week (laughs) of the five games we picked. You got one of them, right? Uh, daily, you got three of the five. Pretty good. I went four for one, four and one, four and one, whatever, four and one. And didn't bet a single one of these when I was in Vegas. That that's on me. These were also your lines. These, yeah. Well, th- these I went, I went four of five, based on the lines I set as well as the real lines Damn. because, on a grand total of all the lines set of the five games, I'm only, I'm only five points off. Pretty good. Pretty good. It's about a. Do the math for you there, Dale. That's uh that's a point of game, so Oh. Pretty, pretty Yeah, I'm not a sharp. I'm not a big math math guy, so Yeah, we know. <laughs> we know. What were the what were the games we picked? We picked Wisconsin, Michigan, Butler, Georgetown, Villanova Marquette, Duke UVA, and Louisville, Florida State. Okay. Let's talk about that Duke UVA game. That's a game I did get to watch yesterday uh, at a crawfish bowl I was at. Saturday. Whatever. Duke is... Yes, he slept all Sunday. Really, really good. I didn't remember Sunday. Duke is really good. Um, and if they shoot the ball the way they shot it against Virginia, they're pretty much unbeatable. They play great defense. Um, RJ Barrett absolutely just couldn't miss from three-point range. Zion was being Zion with an incredible block from almost the, the paint area on a three-pointer. It was stupid. Um, and, uh, Trey Jones 
back healthy, running the point, uh, probably the best defensive guard in the country. That's a different team with, with all those guys playing. Um, and I heard Jay Billis say it today, even though he's a Duke homer, if Duke shoots like that, nobody beats him. Uh, because they are the most athletic team on the court. But if they start, if they don't miss shots, they're they're almost impossible team to beat. They're fun to watch. They and really are. And it's funny because depending on who you talk to, you can almost overshadow R.J. Barrett or Zion Williamson. Zion Williams, just depending on who you talk to. Oh, I you're mean, right the first time it's Williamson. Williamson. They're just both so talented, and they just do such different things for Duke. Yeah. But together, they are an amazing tandem to watch play basketball, and especially at this level where yeah. they're just dominating. And there's the there's zero there's zero jealousy or zero envy in those three or four freshmen on that team because they all know how good they are. They all know they're going to be playing in the NBA. They just love playing. And they love playing basketball. Yeah, and they don't like to lose. And when they get hot, like they have been the past few games, um, they're really terrifying. They're a scary team to watch. <laughs> they're just there's not very many teams that can beat them. I was I was just gonna say what they have they have one loss a season right to Gonzaga early two losses. Who, who's their second loss to? Uh, they lost a ACC oh they lost game. to Syracuse didn't they? Yeah, they lost when an ACC Zion game. got his eye poked out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Both those teams most likely will make the tournament. So, <laughs> Duke and Virginia. I was gonna say Duke and no. Uh, oh, Gonzaga, Syracuse, and in yeah. Syracuse and Gonzaga. Gonzaga, yeah. Um, I'm just wondering if I'm looking forward to filling out a March Madness bracket. How I don't have Duke winning this whole thing. I agree. Um, even though Tennessee is number one in the country right now, uh, a lot of experts are already saying. I, I believe uh, the committee for picking those uh seedings has already said they're this they just put out their first uh top four seeds and duke is the number one seed regardless even though they're not ranked number one in the country um i feel like whoever does the rankings only made duke the number two seed so that the pundits who taught college basketball will have something to debate for the next right for the next week because I mean, what what really, and who has Tennessee beat to give them a, the the spot over Duke? Well, they're ten and zero in the SEC. They've only <laughs> lost one game. Yeah, SEC's weak as fuck, though. Yeah, Kentucky's in there. Yeah, down Kentucky team. They're ranked fifth in the country. The whole the whole country's down, <laughs> besides Duke. Gonzaga's ranked fourth in the country. They won by forty eight points. Against St. Mary's the other day, they play in a shit conference, so they'll probably go undefeated in their conference. Um, Let's see, we talked Michigan-Wisconsin last week. Uh, Michigan wins by nine over Wisconsin. Maybe they're getting back on track. I didn't watch that game. Um, Oh, a really good game was the North Carolina-Miami game. Did you guys catch any of this? Anyone? Anyone? Bueller? No. Oh, uh, that that game went to overtime, didn't it? Yeah, that was an overtime game. Yeah. Um, North Carolina pulled away, won by three. Uh, it, was a, it was a good game. Um, a couple of the good ones. TCU on Saturday beat Iowa State. Iowa State is no, I don't believe they're top in the Big Twelve. They were. They were tied for first. And Kansas State is though currently for now. Yeah. So the Big Twelve obviously shaken up. Kansas. 
has 14 outright Big 12 titles. 14 in, in, in a season. row. Yeah. So in a row. They are uh, they're in a battle right now to climb back up to the top of the Big 12. But yeah, it, right it, now it's, it's nice it's... to have a little bit of parity with Iowa State playing good basketball. I mean, TCU is even down in the rankings, but they're playing good basketball. Baylor, Baylor's playing Kansas really good State, basketball. Texas Tech, they're all playing pretty good basketball. They're all right, right there. Now, so. They're all right there, right around that seven and four mark in the in the Big Twelve. Um, <clears throat> the Marquette Villanova game that was exciting was the closest uh, game that we picked against. Uh, Marquette hangs on to win sixty six sixty five, beats the uh, number one. Uh, first place team in the Big East, Villanova. Um, yeah, they've been talking about Villanova. Just don't think they're that great a team this year. I think it's a down year. They lost a lot of guys to the NBA last year. Um, it's just hard to bet against good coaching, and Jay Bills is, is one of the best. Uh, Jay Wright. Jay Wright. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, they're maybe the best coach team in all of basketball. But uh, yeah, those top two teams are, are right there in the thick of it. Uh, Marquette is ranked higher than Villanova now. Um, a better overall record than Villanova, so. Uh, that's a battle for first to watch out for. Uh, Virginia Tech got beat by Clemson in a shit, absolute shitty game. Um, we were talking about Virginia Tech holding, uh, was it NC State to uh, 24, points. 24 points in a 40-minute basketball game um, and then gets beat by a shit team like Clemson. Let's talk about a, a team we should be talking about more because this is just the first time that it's ever happened. The Texas State Bobcats are tied for first in the Sun Belt with UTA. They've got a conference record right now of 8-3, and three, overall uh, record of 19-5. and five. There's a really, really good chance that the Bobcats are going to make it to the big dance. They may be dancing this year. Um, this is definitely the most optimistic that I think I've been as far as a Texas state team going to the playoffs minus the baseball team. Cause they're pretty much in a regional every single year. Um, but yeah, they have a real chance of, of winning not only the conference, but the conference tournament. And like you said, dancing and they probably won't be a very high seed, but just to have him in there as a chance to to root for him, that's, that's pretty fucking cool, man. I'm excited. Yeah, and um, I follow a couple beat writers in San Marcos, one in particular, Nick Castillo. He was giving some, you know, shots of the uh, of a Strahan Stadium. Coliseum. Stu- Coliseum, whatever. Okay. Okay. Come on. How many okay. years did you go there? Come on. Okay. Uh, four. Uh, he goes, okay. <laughs> hey, come on. Okay. Come on. <laughs> I went for the recommended amount. Um, <laughs> I went a lot more than that. And, I mean, he was showing uh, shots of the stadium. People are showing up for Texas Bobcats. Yeah, games. and it's finally a real stadium. It doesn't have a weird wall on one side of it. Yeah, they said you the can game production is much better. Um, Coach Coach uh, Casper, which is name I'm sure I'm saying wrong. No, that's actually right. Um, was asked about Power 5 teams taking all the NCAA tournament bids, and he called out uh, the team in Austin. He said, how many times will Texas come to Texas State and play in front of a Texas State crowd? And I think the answer is never and never. 
Texas that would State's be always gone awesome. to Austin to play whenever they do their their one on ones. Well, yeah, why would they play here? Because uh, that's that would be the nice thing to do. Okay. You're, yeah. Return us, the return the favor a little bit. Come on. Just throw us a bone. Hey, they're putting us all on our network. That's TV time. <laughs> but if there are, if you do want to catch Texas State basketball game, you've got two more opportunities in Austin. You've or in, in San Marcos. You've got the twenty the game on the twenty first against UL uh, Monroe, and then you've got the game on the twenty third. That's a Saturday against the Raging Cajuns, Louisiana Lafayette. I'm. I said this like six months ago, but I'm going to try to go to one of these games because I want to see, uh, I want to see the Bobcats when they're, when they're at their best. Cause I, I don't really under, know the, uh, the makeup of this roster as far as who's old, who's young and who's going to be around for a long time. But I'd imagine that some of this talent will, uh, will be moving on or is going to graduate. Four, four years, a long time for you. It's a long time. <laughs> okay. Just wanting your perspective. Feels not, like long, long. not long enough to, to remember. How many times did you actually go into to Strahan Coliseum? Once when you graduated? Uh, I went to a couple basketball games. We had, we had to go for uh, fraternal uh, commitments. Uh, you got extra points uh, on your scorecard if you just swiped in. So we would swipe in and, and, leave. and leave shortly after. But Because uh, <laughs> we weren't very good. And... Uh, but I believe they sell no, beer at basketball games now. They do now. Yeah, I know. They're, they're, that's why people are showing up at Texas State. Do they do they sell tequila soda? Because that's that's my new drink of choice. <laughs> Speaking gonna... of Texas State uh, sporting events, college baseball starts in a mere four days, boys and girls. Days. Two, two. And we have a bet, an outstanding bet on this show <clears throat> that needs to get fulfilled. Yeah, we do. Coach. We do. I mean, that happened in like the end of the season, so like it did. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm kind of excited because, as you mentioned, Texas State now sells alcoholic beverages at sporting events, as does the University of Texas. I don't need that to have a good time. Alcohol is going to hurt my vocal cords anyway, so I'm going to be drinking water. Maybe have some peanuts. Maybe even a hot dog. Oh, I'm going to be drinking all the alcohols and enjoying the show. I'm gonna sit several rows away just so I can watch from a distance and get a get a good film perspective, get a good angle on the heckling. It's gonna be a hoot nanny of a time. I'll tell you that much. I cannot wait. I can guarantee a hoot nanny at this point. It's a good word. SAT word of the day. I don't think they would use that in SATs. Maybe. Probably not. Maybe. Doubtful. No in no input on that ballad? On the heckling bet? I'm very excited. Uh, I don't. I can see it on your face. You I don't love the idea of sitting through a whole baseball game, but um, the the heckling part will will be good. Well, thanks for that over enthusiastic. Uh... Hey, we did it before. We went to an express game together. You yeah, had, that was a lot of fun. You had a good time. I actually had a lot of fun with that. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun. It'll be a good time. Hoot nanny. Hoot nanny. I like. I love a good hoot nanny. All right. What, uh... Someone figure out how to spell the hoot nanny because that's probably gonna be the name of the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's on you. You started this. Hey, you're the SAT guy. So find oh, find Jesus. the SAT. You book. can't be a math guy. You need to be a spelling guy. Uh, I was a liberal arts major. <laughs> yeah, I'm the numbers guy. Let's hit a break. Let's do some uh, chicken wing guesses first, though. Oh, I was right last week. Yep, you were right. And... That was rigged. <laughs> um, that's a good guess. So. Before we get into chicken wing guesses, I have remember some short um, some show business. 
uh, that I forgot to talk about. Uh, we're not having chicken wings this week. We'll be right back. <laughs> well, y'all come back now, you hear? Welcome back to the Sports Buzz. I'm your host, Dale. Time to get into some Texas 10. We will start things off with the basketball team. Oh, no, yeah, we'll start with the basketball. Um, gotta start somewhere, Bell. Gotta start somewhere. Um... All the shit we've talked about the Longhorns this season, uh, they've decided to uh, listen to that and make it their own personal vendetta to start winning basketball games. Uh, they've won three out of four, beat Kansas, lost Iowa State, um, beat Baylor, and just shellacked West Virginia, um, which actually led to the release of two West Virginia players this week. Uh, just came out today that West Virginia released two of their players. Um, As they cried? Oh, they probably fought in the locker room, I'm assuming. Um, probably cried a lot. Probably a lot of crying. Too much for grown men. But uh, the Longhorns are still well out of first place in the Big 12. Um, but if you're listening to the show, this game will already have happened. But they do have first place Kansas State on Tuesday night. Um, big game. In the drum. In the drum in Austin. And Texas is actually a three-point favorite. If you are listening to this podcast, though, shout out to me for getting that shit posted. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, got a couple of shows to post. Oh, buddy. Two. <laughs> <laughs> um, they do still have to play at Baylor, at Texas Tech, and at Oklahoma um, to finish the season off. They do get Iowa State at home and TCU at home. So a lot of time to make up. A little bit of ground. As long as Kansas doesn't win, they don't have to play Kansas again, thank God. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're they're starting to play better as a God. team. Corey Ramey uh, has fi- – Courtney Ramey has finally uh, found his stroke from the outside. Had a nasty alley-oop dunk the other night from uh, Kerwin Roach. Um, tied his career high with 19 points against West Virginia. And was big com- uh, Big 12 Newcomer of the Week. So uh, he's finally starting to play well. The other guys, Roach, Coleman, have been really the most consistent. Uh, you never know what you're going to get from Osikowski. Um If Jackson Hayes can stay out of foul trouble, he's definitely the best player on the team. Um, still only averaging 10.5 minute- points in just over 22 minutes a game. Uh, but like I said, the foul trouble, he's still hes still a young kid, man. He's a freshman uh, who will be going pro if every uh, analyst is correct about that because he's a top 15, top 20 pick in the NBA draft. Um, man, it's hard for me to want to wanna watch this team play, and I will watch them tomorrow against Kansas State just to see what they do against uh, a, a good basketball team. Um and isn't uh, who's the coach for Kansas State now? I do not know. It's not uh, maybe that. Maybe I'm thinking of the TCU coach who used to be with uh, Iowa State. 
the crazy angry guy. I wonder what I just tell you. I just can't tell you. Okay. Well, thanks for that. Um, <laughs> what you want from me? I still think Shaka Smart gets fired at the end of this year, but uh, maybe that's just me. Even though he has won a couple games and finally beat Kansas. I mean, end of the year would be the appropriate time to do so. At least. Yeah, I think they'll let him finish, but this is a team that's going to be a 10 seed in the in the tournament and probably go one and done and have an early offseason. It's not... It's really not a team that, that I see any sort of magic happening come March, but crazier things have happened. Um, Loyola Chicago went to the Final Four, went to the championship game. So, Bruce Weber is the Kansas State head coach. Bruce Weber, yeah. I think that's the guy who used to be at Iowa State. He's angry. If I'm thinking of the right guy. But... I don't know. You guys got anything on Texas basketball? I think it is what it is at this point. I mean, I'm not surprised by big wins against big teams. I'm not surprised by terrible losses against terrible teams. I mean, it's it's a weird Texas team. They leave the drum and they become a team that really doesn't know how to play basketball together. They don't know how to run an offense. Their defense looks disjointed. They look odd on the road. And at home they turn into this different program and it's the absolute weirdest thing to well, watch. Well, early on they were horrible at home. They lost to Radford, VCU, and Providence at home. I mean, I think those are all I mean, I think a lot of teams go through growing pains early in a season and Texas is no different, especially with what they have and what they've shown on on the year. At least they've gotten stronger at home, which has been really nice, but I mean, honestly, the weirdest thing is you could look at this team that played Kansas, they beat them at home, and then they should have beat them on the road, but should they, have. they lost. So I mean, Because they were outcoached and outplayed in the second half. It's just a... It's the story of the year. They're outcoached, outplayed in almost every second half. Like I wouldn't be surprised for them to beat this Kansas State team and then go on to lose three of their last four games. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like It just doesn't... Yeah, it, lose. It, none of it makes any sense to me, and I don't think this team deserves any kind of tournament talk recognition they just don't and they keep being put in these conversations i don't understand it i don't understand it because the coaching is not there and this team is just it's odd it's an odd team to watch you never know what you're going to get with texas i mean it's just it's it is what it is yeah which is the hardest thing to say i think texas just continues to stay in those conversations because it's good for ratings people people see the longhorns they the pedigree yep it's part of being a blue chip program. Um, I think though, again, uh, Texas basketball fans, we got spoiled with Rick Barnes and I just have to every year readjust what Texas basketball is because I mean, besides those, those couple of years with Rick Barnes and we had Durant, like it's, we haven't been back to that place in a long time. And you know, most schools have to pick. Are we going to be great at football? Or are we going to be great at basketball? I, I wonder sometimes why we as Texas fans think we deserve to be good at both. I know they're two independent things that shouldn't have in, you know, a bearing on each other, but it just feels like every year as a Texas basketball fan. But I, I think what bothers me as a Texas fan and as, you know, a local to it all, like I've been watching Texas since I was so young, like, all I knew for the longest time was Mac Brown, Augie Garrido, and Rick Barnes. Like it was staples of Texas mm-hmm. sports. And honestly, you move on from Mac Brown, you go through a bit of trouble, but you find someone who fits the pedigree and the program. 
you lose Augie Garrido, you find Pierce, and again, another person who as fits the pedigree in the program. It's it's just it's recognizable instantly that this coach belongs at Texas. Next step is and to Shaka go out. Smart is not that guy. I mean I mean even Charlie Strong struggled to be that guy. And I mean I don't think it has anything to do with other than the coaching style, but it's odd to see this program really not have any identity. And that's what I think is missing because with Rick Barnes, he brought players to the program and they all played on their own level, but they played as a team. And it was fans being pissed about not making the Sweet 16, not making the Elite Eight, the Final Four, not not making the fucking tournament. And that's what I think pisses me off is that we've gotten so disillusioned with all this losing between both programs that – it's now become an okay standard to just accept not making a tournament, and yeah. that's just embarrassing. Well, do hopefully, you, do you think Texas makes the NIT? Right now, they're predicted as a ten seed in the tournament. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't I think mean, they belong in either tournament. Honestly. I talked to I was, a, gonna, that's what I was gonna try to debate is whether they should make the NIT. I talked to a big Texas Tech alum this weekend. Um, huge Tech fan. We were watching the uh, the Tech OU basketball game. And, uh, you know, we, we got on the, su- the subject of Texas basketball and how I really felt like, um, is it Doug Beard or Rick Beard, uh, coach at Texas Tech? He's a UT grad, um, played on the UT basketball team as a student. I think he's perfect for the job, but Tech fans are set on he doesn't want to leave, and that's the only story that I've heard. So they got to find somebody, and I, I just feel like an, an alum like that would be a, a perfect fit, but uh, they're going to have to offer him quite a bit to lure him away from Lubbock. He's got a good thing going up there. But there's another sport coming back in. Uh, part of the big three, baseball is coming back. Uh, Texas baseball starts this Friday, uh, probably around the time this episode gets posted. Um, start the season off on a four-game road trip, three games this weekend. Uh, against the Raging Cajuns of Louisiana Lafayette. Um, always play Rice early, so they go from Louisiana to Rice. Play Rice on Tuesday next week. And then the first homestand is against Purdue, coming up on the you 22nd. Against Purdue, huh? Yes, sir. Um, <clears throat> so I still go on record that I'm not a Purdue baseball fan. Oh, yeah? I'm not. I... You know, I'm I'm a I'm a homer for those those football boilers and those basketball boilers, but I am anti Purdue baseball. Not a baseball guy. Uh, let's check the schedule here and see if uh, see if I can't find a Texas State. Do they do preseason baseball rankings? I'm college? sure they do. Yeah. Sure they do. Yeah. I don't know where Texas came in this Texas year. Texas is the 16th. Okay. That seems fair. Um, oh, okay, there it is. In a while. So. This is a game we might have to circle. Texas at Texas State, April 23rd. (laughs) A Tuesday night game. Oh, my God. 6 p.m., first pitch. I don't even know how I can show my face anywhere after reaming the Longhorns (laughs) for nine innings. Okay, that's that's probably not a a good game, too. I mean, I don't mind it. (laughs) I like a good villain challenge. But Texas State will come to Austin on May 7th, another Tuesday night game. That ticket will be twice as much. <clears throat> yeah. Well, from 3 to 20, get $3 tickets. 
No. It's not close enough. Um, Texas State, I can get a $3 ticket and be right behind home plate. That's true. <laughs> um, hey, I'm just throwing it out there. But probably not the best for your your image as a uh, UT homer to uh, go to a Texas State game and ream these guys. Yeah, I can't wear this ring around and cut my hands and no. yell loud. No. Um, we talked about it a while back, but uh, David Hamilton, torn Achilles out for the year. Uh, that's a big loss at shortstop. But a lot of guys coming back. Tate Shaw, Ryan Reynolds. Um, that's right. Deadpool plays for Texas. Yeah. Duke Ellis, Bo Ridgeway, Blair Henley will be back uh, on the mound. So a lot of guys coming back for the team. So it should be if, if everything goes the way it should, and I think it will with the, the culture that's coming back to Texas baseball. Um, this should be a team that competes, if not wins, another Big 12 championship. Should be year. loaded up team, man. They're they're loaded in the bullpen with big young arms. We've we've got to see how these guys handle themselves a little bit, but they have got monsters in the pen that they can bring out and put on the mound, and they've got discipline and veteran leadership in the field. So I'm very much looking forward to this team. Uh, I believe Tate Shaw will be a huge vocal leader for this team, and and as he should. I I think this is a really poised team that they got a taste of being back last year, and I think they're ready to go go get it this year as well. Yeah, Zuby is back. Austin Todd is back, a kid who went to Round Rock High School, actually, back in our neck of the woods. Um, you know, it's just going to be what what kind of freshman they pulled in. Um, I haven't heard a lot on the baseball front. Obviously, they've been a little bit focused on football and basketball, so... Uh, we'll get our first taste of it this weekend. I'm sure you can find some of those games on uh, the LHN. Uh, I'll tune in, see how it looks, and uh, see what kind of product they're putting out there. Lafayette's always got a pretty decent baseball team. So, um, I mean, baseball is the only enigma sport where you can have 100 teams all be relatively yeah. good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and Texas State's always got a pretty good baseball team. So, um, yeah, like I said, I'm looking forward to it. It'd give, give us something else to – halfway pay attention to and hopefully it'll be better and more exciting than uh than the product we've seen on the on the hardwood yeah we're gonna need it to get us through the second semester fellas it's gonna be a it's gonna be a grind well hey update the people on the show bet there coach show bet 53 47 kansas is up we got 11 and a half minutes left to go in the second half show bet is intact still that's good news so far so good um I do want to go back and touch on uh, a word that you became uh, fascinated with, a, ho- right. a hootenanny. Ooh. I looked it up, being that I'm the liberal arts guy, found the definition. Uh, it's an old term, an old country word for party. So you're right on that front. It will be a party watching you uh, get out there and heckle. However, um, the newer definition is an informal gathering with folk music and sometimes dancing. Not sure how much folk music will be going on at the game. Maybe some dancing. I don't know who it is, but I want to be dancing on their graves. (laughs) Somebody else bring the folk music. (laughs) I like this new generation of music. (laughs) Uh, Well, let's get... Hank is always down for a hootenanny. Let's get into uh, the nightcap. Oh, we got first impressions. I'm sorry. We got a little... 
first impressions. We got my so bad. Much my left, bad. Dude. I'm running by the seat and of my pants. Even, here. Are you even paying attention? Running to by show? the seat of my pants. I got no show guy. I got no idea what's going on. Do you remember what we do here? No. I've got some front page news for you, and we're going over to college football because I miss it. The NCAA has cleared Justin Fields, if you recall, Boo. Georgia transfer to play in 2019 for Boo. the Buckeyes. What are your thoughts on Justin Fields getting the green light to take the field with the new team? I'll go first. Boo! Boo NCAA. This this is exactly what people didn't want. This is exactly what everybody feared is that the transfer portal became this whole avenue for kids just to move from school to school. It's free agency, and, and man. Immediately play. The kid had no other reason other than, well, I'm not going to start at Georgia, so I don't want to be here anymore. Boo fucking who, man. Put your licks in. Get in the weight room and earn your job. Otherwise, sit behind who you need to sit behind and wait your turn. I'm tired of this bullshit, and this is the exact reason. If Justin Fields got that pass, Brew McCoy needs to get his pass. Yeah. Uh, Martell needs to get a pass. I mean, they just all need to get it. That That's the thing is you just opened up this gateway for everybody to transfer and immediately play. This you beat is, me to it. You this say, hardship is bullshit. You say boo, I say Brew. Brew has got to be the next one to uh, clear the waiver um, and be eligible, eligible to play his freshman year. And uh, if precedent has been set, then he will definitely be uh, on the 40 acres wearing a burn orange jersey come August 30th against Louisiana Tech. Um, I think this is great for UT. Like I said, I think it sets a precedent. I just think it's bad for I do too. For college. I agree. I agree with you there. Um, now there's certain circumstances. I think with with the transfer from Brew and other guys, if coaches leave, I think Brews is a valid claim. Right. If there's medical reasons, if there's other coaching extenuating change. circumstances, I understand. Yeah. If your school is just fucked up and can't control the amount of strippers that it buys for recruits and things like that, then yeah, that's beyond your control. But what's not beyond your control is you chose competing to go to Georgia, which was a team in the national title game, and you chose to compete with a quarterback there, and you didn't win. And I'm sorry, but Trevor Lawrence showed you can show up and win your job if you really, really want to, yep. and if you're good enough. And Justin Fields wasn't good enough. You know who's also hey. not a fan of the transfer portal? Our good friend Lane Kiffin. Went on oh boy. ESPN New Orleans. And we're talking about the transfer. said, this is not a good thing. I think it's just a pain for everybody, probably. Like most of these brilliant rules they come up with, there's unintended consequences. For context, uh, Kiffin is speculating that there may be situations where if too many players transfer, that they won't have enough to, to basically field a, a, a true team. Well, the only reason he's upset is because he's getting beat out by all these bigger schools. Not as soon as somebody gets in the transfer portal, and you got a Texas, Alabama, USC, UCLA, LSU, A&M jumping on these kids saying, hey, oh, see so you're in the transfer portal. Now we can talk to you. You should come here. Come on a visit. Come check out our school. We'll show you why it's better. No one's going to go to Florida Atlantic or International, wherever the hell Kiffin's at, and say, you know what? I like this place better. I think this will make me a better football player. I would love to. I would love to portal over to to FAU. 
I mean, I think all coaches hate it. I think it's just an unnecessary added stress to the job. These guys are already running themselves ragged with the new uh, early college signing day. It's just, it's so much to handle. And honestly, the smaller your school, the smaller your staff, the less that you can prioritize out of all of this. And it's only going to breed for the blue chip pedigreed programs in the power five schools. It's really all it's going to benefit. Yeah. And I think it's just a sad misguided thing when really you could have just made your transfer situation easier. <clears throat> you didn't have to create this portal where kids can put themselves in the portal without even telling their coaches. It's like college free agency. I mean, it, it. what's crazy to me is that I was watching the other weekend, uh, an interview with Nick Saban and he was like, yeah, I found out that a kid put himself in the transfer portal. And then we had a discussion, and then he took himself out of the transfer portal. Just like that. It's just it's just a ridiculous situation that the NCAA has created. And it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse, and it's only going to create more content. So I am good with <laughs> the transfer portal. <laughs> Uh, last but not least, Ohio State's athletic director, Gene Smith, is stepping down from the college football playoff committee to help Ryan Day in his first year as head coach at Ohio State. Replacing him will be Iowa athletic director, Gary Barta. All right. So about that? keeping yeah. it all in the conference, but getting some new blood on the college football committee. Yeah, getting a guy whose team is in contention for a college football playoff spot almost every year and putting a team like Iowa, that definitely helps uh, some of the smaller schools out, I think. I think it helps some more of your traditional schools out, your Wisconsin's, <laughs> your your power running games. I mean, it's only going to benefit Alabama your just RGWs? as much. Your RGWs? Yeah. <laughs> I would like to see UCF's athletic director get a nod for the, uh, <laughs> for the playoff committee. For that crazy run they made. Yes, sir. Okay, that's all the front page news I got, boys. Okay, first impressions for Ballad Makes Lines. First impressions, as I said. How'd you do on lines last week? I did fantastic. I was about, I had, I had one game right on. He listened about as well as Ballad. I got, I was off by like five total points between five games. I said, you listen as well as Ballad. He already told us how well he did. Not on air. Yes, on air. I don't really care. In our college basketball recap at the beginning of the show. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry. I listen to you about cool. it. My, my feelings aren't hurt. I listen to you about uh, it. We got a couple college basketball games this week. Maryland. These are all on Saturday, by the way. Maryland traveling to Michigan. Big 10 matchup. Two ranked teams. I got Michigan as a six and a half point favorite at home. Dale, what's your first impression? I like the line. Um... Maryland's been playing pretty well. I will go ahead and take Maryland to cover six and a half points. Coach, first impression? Uh, my first impression is that Michigan is a fantastic basketball team. I will eat all those points up. Uh, I am going to take Maryland here. I think this is a close game. Yeah. Uh, Michigan has showed a little bit of chink in the armor. Um, I think they'll get it right before the tournament. Like, 
like right before the tournament they'll get it right <laughs> but uh i think maryland covers in a close one i think michigan probably wins this one by a basket uh next notre dame traveling to uva our uva winners tonight Wait, uva is a nine and a half point favorite at home and i am going to take those points give me all of them i'll take notre dame here coach yeah it's too many points i will also take the irish dale not so fast notre dame is not a great team uh they're three and eight in the acc i'm definitely taking virginia and just keep things rolling stay on pace to uh try and steal one of those uh top four seeds in the tournament uh so they can lose to a 16 seed back to back years so they can avenge themselves yeah or just lose again. That'd be fine. Uh, Baylor traveling to Lubbock. Isn't that terrible? Like, you live in Waco, and like the only thing you get to look forward to is like, oh, we get to travel a couple times a week. We get to go to Austin this weekend. Oh, we're going to Lubbock. <laughs> Where I've got the Raiders as a 7.5 point favorite at home in this Big 12 matchup. Dale, what's your first impression? You got the Raiders as what? 7.5 point favorites. Ooh. Feels like a lot. Um, it is a long drive from Waco to Lubbock. I'm going to go, I'm still going to go with, I think Baylor's playing some good basketball right now. Um, I'm going to take the Bears to cover that. I still think Tech wins in a close one, but, uh, you know, this has first place implications. Uh, These guys are are neck and neck, uh, depending on what Baylor does tonight against OU. Um, this could be for first place. Coach. I would like this line a little bit closer to four and a half to take tech. Uh, I think that's just too many points on the board. So I will take all of those and take Baylor on the road. Boom. Okay. I'm going to lay, I'm going to lay the points to tech then. Uh, give me a good home environment. Uh, Saturday game place is going to be bumping. Uh, I'll they, lay... have a good, they have a good home, home quarter advantage. I'll I mean, there's it. nothing else to do in Lubbock. Like, True. You'll either be at the game drunk or on at your front home watching drunk. drunk. Yeah. So. Give me, give me the, give me the red Raiders here. I like it. Staying in the Big Twelve, Iowa State traveling to Manhattan to take on Kansas State. Huge game. I went Kansas State as a five and a half point home dog. What? And I what am going to. I'm going to lay the points. I think Iowa State <laughs> wins here. Uh, I don't know much about Kansas State clearly, uh, but I'm going to take Iowa State here. I'm going to lay them on the road, Coach. Oh, God, he doesn't listen at all. This is probably your worst line of the week. Yep. I think the wrong team's favored. Yep. And I'm going to take Kansas State. Okay. I will absolutely echo that. Kansas State's in first place in the Big 12. Um, Manhattan, Kansas is not a fun place to go play. Um, I think it's... You're almost 10 points off on this this spread. 10 points. I think Kansas State would be close to a four or five point favorite. I can't wait to check in this spread on Saturday. I would say a three point favorite to Kansas State is what I would put it at. It could be if my Texas worst line. is favored by three at home against Kansas State, Kansas State is going to be favored by close to five or six points at home against Iowa State. Just guessing. You just said Texas was favored against Kansas State. At home. Yeah, which Kansas defeats State's like your whole purpose that like Kansas State should just be favored. A home team should be favored. Kansas State's a lot better than Texas. Yeah, but are they a lot better than Iowa State? I don't think so. I think they're pretty equal. 
I don't think Texas is equal to. Kansas I'd be surprised State. if this was the. I'd be surprised if you know it was closer to like a pick'em. Honestly, no, no sir, not gonna happen. It's not like Kansas State is amazing. Manhattan is a. They're in first tough place, place in the Big Twelve, and they're not even ranked. What does that tell they're you? They're ranked 18th in the country. But oh, I didn't see that. We'll have to check tape. Uh, last game, SEC, Tennessee, <laughs> traveling to Kentucky. Yeah, there we go. I got Kentucky as a one-and-a-half-point home dog. Dale, first impression? I don't think that's too far off. Uh, I think that's probably going to be spot on. Um, this will be a true, a true test to see what Tennessee has. One-and-a-half. Uh, yeah, Tennessee wins by two. Close game. Really good game. Best game of the weekend. Coach? So you favored Tennessee by one and a half? Yes, sir. On the road. Interrupt. I don't think Kentucky is just that. I don't think they're good enough. Mm. And, and Tennessee, honestly, they just have the bodies. They're, they're big dudes inside. They they move the ball really well. They're light on their feet. I, I like Tennessee a lot. I think Tennessee is probably the only team that gives Duke a run for their money just based on their size and movement. So I, I like Tennessee even on the road here. I think I like Tennessee here, too. Um, I, I agree with you that this Kentucky team is down uh, a little bit worried with them being at home. Atmosphere is going to be good. They're, yeah. Obviously, they're going to be up for this game. Yeah. And I kind of feel like Tennessee's due for a loss as well. And as I say this, I'm changing my pick to Kentucky. Uh, for parity. I know. You want to no. ride all the way with Tennessee? Okay. You well, said it. The first impression these was are, your first impression was Tennessee. These are house rules. That was my first impression. I, I will say though um, that I think that's a scary game because what I like most about Kentucky is their ability to find ways to win games when they're not playing their best. Um, I saw it against uh, Auburn. Um, I've seen it several times watching Kentucky, and they're a fun team to watch, man. Um, that kid, Hero. Shoots the lights out. He's he's a good he's a hell of a player to watch, um, but like always, it's it's a young team. They've just found their stride, and uh, I've enjoyed watching Kentucky. So I can see us all losing this game and looking back on it, going, "Okay, Kentucky's pretty good." I mean, in all honesty, this is probably one of the better losses Tennessee could take at this point in the season. Hundred percent. Good good resume loss. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to look at Kentucky. They're twenty and three. They've only lost one game in the SEC. So. I think y'all are sleeping on him just a tad. And now it's first impressions. That was a good one. I think you nailed that one and a half on that game, though. I feel it. It's close. Maybe it may be closer to a pick'em though. It'd be pretty close to pick'em. Big, pretty close. Pretty close. Uh, moving on to the nightcap, sponsored by the beautiful, the delicious Strangeland Brewery. <laughs> Beer for every, any, and all occasions. Coach, did you have a story for us? Yes. Uh. I just don't even know what to say, honestly. Lindsey Vaughn retires from the sport of skiing, professional skiing at least. Uh, I'm sure she'll hop on some bunny slopes every now and then. But she took bronze in worlds in some I ride her bunny some country in Europe. Dude, she had a black eye. Did you see that? Yeah, she took a nasty wreck in a in a super G. Like I was massively turned off by it, but also she's pretty badass for having a black eye. But she took bronze at worlds. She didn't give me a black eye. She retired. <laughs> She retired on uh, third from the top, but uh, she she changed the game of honestly for for women winter athletes. Oh, she's she's the best female skier 
best winter athlete the U.S. has ever had. Yeah. 100%. I mean. She's got more world championships than any other person in the entire world. She's probably got more highlight reel crashes than anybody else. She in does the world. crash a lot. She crashes hard. I mean, and I think that just is a testament to how she skis, which is full throttle, downhill, the whole time. I mean, she she just goes for she goes for the best every single time and, and sometimes it doesn't work out, but she she's never been one to shy away from the slopes after taking a nasty, nasty wreck. <laughs> Did y'all see that? Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't shy away from her slopes. <laughs> Did you see uh, Roger Federer's, uh basically called in to to basically tell her that she's the goat after she had took third place, which doesn't make a ton of sense to me. You know, like take third place. I don't know if you can you can call them the goat right then and there. What investment does he have in Lindsey Vaughn? I have no idea. Here, you'll, Have you you'll, seen Roger Federer's life? Okay, it had to be in Switzerland then. If, if yeah. he's... It was in Switzerland. Okay, right, so here. that makes that makes a we'll, little bit we'll more sense. We'll play the clip. We'll play the clip. Someone that wants to... Roger! Oh, shut up! <laughs> hey, Lindsay. Um, it's me. Uh, many, many congratulations on a wonderful career. I know you tried everything the last few months to get ready. I was thinking of you. I was watching you. I saw the fall as well uh, in the Super G a few days ago. I was really feeling sorry. I was sitting there with my children and hoping for you. So I just wanted to say, well done. You can be so, so proud. And I hope you enjoy this moment, even though it might be a little bit sad for you right now. Take care. Bye-bye. Raj, you're the best, man. Um, I'm going to come to Wimbledon. So I want to see a a good performance out of you. And I look forward to now being able to ski with your children. All right, Lindsey Vaughn and Roger Federer are best friends, apparently. Is skiing ever going to be fun for her again? Like, is she just going to go why, on? Why is she wanting to go skiing with his children? Like, that seems kind of creepy. I mean, I'm sure they have a past relationship as two great athletes. Look, man. Never mind. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> yeah, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, I want to know where you're going now. Oh. I know exactly where he was going. Equal rights. That's what it's about. <laughs> so what? Oh, God. Uh, I was going to go on a totally different tangent, but I won't go there. Um, Coach, thanks for being here. It was a pleasure. Bow, thanks for pressing buttons. It's a pleasure to host the podcast. Kind of. uh, I'm your host, Spencer Spillman. We're the Sports Buzz. Until next week, we are uh, out. Peace. This party is officially over. <laughs> It came up at the right time. It felt right. I was just trying to see how many sexual jokes I could throw in on Lindsay Bones. Show bet update for all you homies out there. 6560, Kansas still up. Looking good. Lindsay Bones looking good. It's looked worse. Lindsay Bones over here. I mean, I'm just saying. It doesn't matter if you're a boy or girl. You can't molest kids. Unless you're Lindsay Bones.